spicy. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Spicy Sundays. I'm your host, Jane. So here on Spicy Sundays, we talk about Canadian personal finances and ways that you can develop financial goals for 2021. So hello, welcome back to another week. Uh, As you can see from the title, it's why you don't need that new iPhone. And you're probably thinking, why is she telling me not to buy a new iPhone? Well, we're going to be talking about why you need to start saving before you get into investing. I think it's so important to get this mindset going first because it's completely fundamental before you get into investing. If you don't have the idea of savings down first, I don't know where you're going to go when you get into investing. So let's talk about it. You know, why do you need to get that new iPhone? Your phone works completely fine. I want you to grab your phone, look at the phone that you have, And is it the most up-to-date one? And then ask, why did you need to get the most up-to-date one? Your previous one worked perfectly fine. Did you crack it? Did you drop it? No. You probably just got it because Apple launched the new products. It sounded so amazing to you and you just had the urge and you couldn't fight it and you bought it. Or it's because you had your phone for a long time and you just kind of wanted to upgrade it. Well, Why do you need to get something that works completely fine just for the fact that because there's new phones out there, especially because trends move so quickly and we're always going to have the urge of wanting to keep up and buying a new phone, you're going to be wasting a thousand dollars each year on purchasing a new device. Oh, and especially for those of you who are in a contract for your phone and you need to finance that new iPhone. Wow, I cannot tell you that that is the worst possible thing that you can do to yourself financially. You don't want to be locked in a contract. You don't want to be putting down money each month to pay off your phone. Financing a device or any type of item really is putting yourself into debt. This is actually known as consumer debt and sounds scary as it is. You don't want to be having money that you don't have and you pay it throughout the months. You That's very unhealthy. I've actually had my phone for about four years. I still have an iPhone 7 and for you know a few years I always thought to myself you know I'm gonna get the new phone. I'm gonna change it soon but now as I've realized I really don't need it. My phone works completely fine. I really only use it you know to search things up, to text people, to call people, Instagram and really just look at stocks also too. I don't need the newest phone. I don't even take pictures anymore to have portrait mode. But you know what? People ask me, the people around me ask me, why don't you want to change your phone? Why haven't you changed your phone? Even my cousin who works at Apple looks down on me because I don't have the newest phone. And you know what? A thousand dollars that I have to spend on a phone is not going to go to a phone. I am going to put that into savings instead. And you should develop this mindset as well. Put that $1,000 into investing. You can buy Apple stocks. And a year later, while your phone that you bought for $1,000 is depreciating, those Apple stocks that you bought actually have grown in value and you still have your principal amount of $1,000 there too. And so keep in mind that this is not just the iPhone this applies to, it applies to anything, even clothing items, accessories, shoes, you know, watches, all these nice luxurious items. You don't need it and you don't need to be financing it. And if you don't have the money to cover for it up front, or you don't even have the money to be able to have set savings aside for it, think to yourself, why do you need it? 
This even goes with bubble tea and Starbucks. Why do you need to go out and spend $5 on a drink when you can buy $5 worth of supplies and make 10 drinks instead? So you see where I'm coming with this? It really accumulates all these spending decisions you make. You'll look at it at the end of the year, which I mean you should. If you haven't looked at your transactions for the month, for the year, for the couple months, that's also another problem. But look at them and ask yourself, did you really need that bubble tea that day? Did you really need to get that marker from Amazon? These are the questions I ask myself all the time now because all these things you really didn't need. So this comes with the next idea. Print out your statements. I want you to print out, you know, a few months or look at them on Excel. I highly recommend to physically have copies of them. Get a highlighter and just filter out all the things that you didn't need that you versus that you did really need to buy and you'll notice after adding them all up the money that you spent on useless dumb things what's really good about doing this is that you'll have exact raw numbers instead of having an estimate or an assumption that you had about what you spent on but you'll see these numbers it'll help you realize you know that you actually need to change some of the ways that you need to spend the habits that you have and start making different spending decisions so that these leftover money doesn't have to go into these useless things but rather it can move into your savings instead this also comes with budgeting you know like put those funds categorize your funds and make sure you're not going over it this is after you have your income you set aside your savings and then you have the remaining amount to go into your groceries your gas your whatever bills that you have to pay and then you can be able to have that leftover money and use it to spend whatever you want it to be but even then you should be asking yourself do you really need to buy it or can i just sacrifice myself and we can put it into savings instead you know what i'm talking about so my suggestion for you is print those statements out look at them physically have a visual idea of what your money is doing where it's going where it's leaking to so that you're not digging yourself into a hole and realizing all the spendings that you have made can actually could have gone into savings and the next step being investing so your money grows so moving on i think another worry that some people might have especially people you know my age might be thinking the income I have or the money I earn really fluctuate I'm still a full-time student I have a part-time job and even because of COVID I haven't been able to get a steady income consistently so I don't have enough money to just sit aside in my savings well this is a problem you see like even when we're in emergency situations you didn't have this mindset to have an emergency fund built up So you need to start setting aside, you know, a certain percentage, whether it be $100, $200, but minimum 20% of your income, setting it aside into your savings, and then you should be able to use whatever you can with the budgeting that you have done. Now, you also might be thinking, I can develop these savings mindset when I have a full-time income, when I actually have money coming in consistently, I can then organize my budgeting and I can do a lot more saving then. I'm not sure why you think you're going to develop and drastically change this mindset of yours and habits when you have a full-time income. You're actually going to become even more overwhelmed from all the higher values you see in that account and it actually might let you think that because you have more money you can spend more. This is actually known as lifestyle inflation where It refers to the increase in spending when an individual's income goes up as well. 
really that shouldn't be the case. You should be having the exact same lifestyle whether or not you are making millions of dollars compared to not a lot of dollars. So do not get caught up in that. You should be aiming for at least 20% and going even towards 50% of your earnings each month, bi-weekly, whatever it is, into your savings. Because it's so, 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 so important to develop these skills now so that your mindset when you are older can actually be fixed in place. And you know what? If you are using your entire monthly income without the need to having to save, oh man, you need to reevaluate on what you're spending what kind of lifestyle you're living in because clearly you are living beyond your means. Okay, so then this goes to show if I don't have a lot of income coming in, then what can I do to make my money last longer? Well, I think it's really important to surround yourself with people who are also money savvy as well. This includes friends, your partner, your family members as well too. It really depends on who you're hanging out with because if they don't value their money and they're just endlessly spending it left, right, and center, that is also going to reflect how you spend as well. Understanding that you actually need to save every single penny until you reach retirement is so important for the long run because these pennies is what's going to last. That compound interest is what's going to be growing on those pennies. So have these conversations with your partner. Talk about reducing your spendings on takeout, going out to eat, all these things. You can even buy groceries together and, and just make dinner instead. You save money just so much more that way. Plus, you and I know both know we shouldn't be going out in this time. So clearly it should be a lot easier, right? So surround yourself with people who are wanting to save as well, who have financial goals and put yourself in a lifestyle where you can shift your mindset into changing the ways that you spend, not buying that bubble tea. When you're hanging out with friends, maybe you can get us, you know, cheaper drink or maybe you can even sacrifice that drink and just drink water, you know? And with these habits... It'll help you shift your perspective in any moment that you have to make a purchase or a decision for a transaction. So lastly, I want to emphasize just you need to start saving. You need to learn how to save before we get into the idea of vesting. You're telling me that you already have a savings account. You have been putting your income, a part of it, into that savings account. Wow, you were on the right track because I clearly wasn't for a very long time. So if you have been doing that for quite some time now kudos to you and now it's time for you to know where to take that next step where you can put your money from that savings account so that your money works for itself and it'll grow by itself you can't just let it be sitting in a high interest savings account with 0.05 percent interest that will literally take you nowhere so that's your next step learning where to make these movements of putting your money into areas that will actually grow for itself And now if you haven't been setting aside 20% at least, then you really need to realize this immediately. Like, I don't care if you aren't making enough, you can still set aside savings because this just sounds like to me, you aren't being responsible with your finances. So just to reiterate, savings 
is the behavior of putting money aside, storing it somewhere like a savings account, and then learning the value of deciding on a certain percentage to put away um, from your income and keeping that consistent, right? Just like a bill payment. So it helps you build funds for retirement or emergency, you know, especially like this time of Corona, right? Or even for a short-term goal, such as like school, trips, Maybe in that future, when we do get to go traveling, um, things like weddings, etc. So the short-term goals. But investing, on the other hand, although it sounds very similar to savings, investing is taking those savings or taking the funds you have that you have put aside and actually purchasing an investment product such as stocks, real estate, and having that money grow over time. I know the initial start is hard, but savings is not hard. Investing can be a little bit harder, but don't worry. I'm here to agitate you. I'm here to motivate you to get that going and we'll be on that financial journey together but savings is your first step in order to get into investing and that way you're able to taste that sweet glorious touch of compound interest and you'll really soon start to see your money grow just from literally doing nothing and it's honestly such a good feeling So it's the small decisions like this that will help you change your financial lifestyle, even your productivity too, and reach your goals faster. So I hope you had a really good time listening to this one. I think it was a little bit more on the dry side just because savings can be so vague. But I want to re-emphasize that savings is such a fundamental skill and it's a skill that not a lot of people have. I see these patterns in many people's accounts when I'm working at the bank and you'd be surprised that savings just doesn't really exist in a lot of people's minds. So I want to reinforce this, make sure that you have this down before we get into topics like next week when we talk about TFSAs. And that's going to be a really, really interesting topic because it's a good place to start for investing. Well, thank you so much for listening to the end of this. I hope this has helped you and I'm really hoping that you are getting that kickstart that motivation that fire you're feeling inside to think about rerouting some of the money that you have been earning or the money that you have been not spending because of corona and you can start putting into your savings and later learn how we can invest it together have a wonderful week and stay spicy